Welcome to Random Acts of Weirdness. I'm your host, Jess Mario, and this is episode three, Acting in a Prison. My ode to the distinctly unique and weird experiences that every background acting gig I've taken just seems to hold. Let's dive in. As a background actor in the New York City area, there are a lot of odd places you're in holding. A place where you have to stay in between shooting scenes and you find yourself being a guest in these really odd, funny, sometimes creepy places. Uh, things that come to mind are a church basement. I've stayed in a stadium. I stayed in Coney Island in 40 degree weather wearing just one shirt, um, a public train station, and also waiting on a street corner of Manhattan at 4 a.m. for an unmarked van to pick you up when the Starbucks employees are just beginning to flip their lights on and the homeless are still asleep and garbage trucks are the only sound on the street. Whew. The two holding locations that stick out most in my mind are a defunct prison turned production facility and TV set and two levels of Mount Sinai Hospital in the city that were shut down. Reasons why they were shut down, I still don't know. Finding out your call time involves repeatedly calling a phone number to listen to a recording that tells you where you need to be, how you need to dress, and your call time. Oh, and also usually this recording is recorded by an AD or some kind of coordinator for the production, and they like to record it in the most unnatural or fast way, so you have to call and you have to listen to it multiple times. It's a whole thing. Also, usually this recording isn't released until as late as like 10, 11, 12 p.m. at night before you have to most likely make a two-hour schlep into the city to make your 5 a.m. call time, leaving you Googling if nurse scrub stores open before 6 a.m. on weekdays, asking for a friend. It also leaves you wondering if this is some kind of mild form of torture to get actors into an edgy, sleep-deprived state you feel very journey-lorn, and it's really to bring out that raw emotion you need to tap into to play commuter walking down the street number two, or at least making commuter on train sleeping look very, very real. I have actually witnessed fellow background actors fall asleep after the director yells, rolling, and uh, yeah, in case you're under any misconceptions, background acting is not always as glamorous and sex, drugs, and rock and roll as it seems. <laughs> One day I received a text asking if I was available to do background for The Sinner. That show, that's the dark anthology series that was headlined by the re-emerging Jessica Biel in the first season and Matt Bomer, the blue-eyed angel of a man, in case you're not familiar, um, was slated for the second season. Why for yes, I replied. And so began the torturous dance of calling the information line, trying to decipher what the AD said, scrambling in my closet at midnight to figure out an appropriate outfit to wear, and also calculating how much sleep or lack of sleep I was not going to get before I had to make my journey. It's an odd experience to drive to a defunct prison before the sun is up. I myself have never been to a prison before, luckily. Um, as I drove up that morning, I noticed that barbed wire is still surrounding the dark, intimidating mammoth building that takes up this entire city block. I pull through the gates in the dark, 
just my headlights shining and I don't see anything or anyone at first and I kind of wonder if I got the address wrong and I panicked and I'm just in this abandoned prison or in a real prison. Again, I don't know what they look like typically in the dark or in the day. After I pull through a little bit of the parking lot, I can spot a few cars in the parking lot, a craft services spread table, and a couple of like really nervous, stressed out ADs walk around with their walkie-talkies and their funny hats. I lower my window when I get to one of the guys and I kind of say, the center? And the irony is not lost on me in that statement. <laughs> yep, park over there, the stressed AD replies. As I walk the sidewalk yard into the prison, I notice a water fountain smack dab in the middle of nowhere in this bleak scene. I imagine the guard writing a suggestion note to put in the suggestion box to have this fountain display in the front yard of the prison and imagine his delight when he's drinking his morning coffee and walking these same steps into his work and notices it for the first time. I picture a few birds chirping and just him smiling before he has to start his day as his prison guard. I stayed in holding in the common area, I guess that's what you call it, where the friends and family would visit prisoners. Um, I sat at a round table with a few other background actors, some who were union and did this daily, others who needed a few bucks and took this on as a gig. As I settled in and blinked the sleep away, I noticed that not a single thing changed about this large common room. It was as if the prisoners and everyone that worked there just got up and left one day and it stayed the same. There were still signs on the walls with rules of conduct and these bright red emergency landline phones on the walls. It felt like a harsh, unwelcoming school cafeteria, or just a school cafeteria. <laughs> As a background actor, once you've checked in, you can't leave set and just go off all willy-nilly. The fact that we were in holding that day for, I think between four to six hours straight at one point, and only allowed to walk right outside the door to the barbed wire courtyard, began to give me a really uncanny feeling bearing the resemblance to the past tenants of this place. Ooh. I can leave if I really want to. I can leave if I really want to. I remember I began telling my tired brain. Remember, you're here by choice. The walls began closing in on me. One of the most fascinating parts of being a background actor on a TV set in a defunct prison is taking in the very particular artwork on the hallway walls by the break rooms. The particular hallway I sat in um, as I was elbow to elbow with other background actors, head on hand trying to get some rest in between scenes, had gold, really ornate gold-framed photos of decrepit abandoned theaters. Uh, yep, that's right. In case you didn't hear that, I'll say it one more time. The hallway in this prison had ornate gold-framed photos of abandoned creepy theaters, as if it wasn't already creepy enough. I began to ponder if that same guard who put in the request for the fountain had also been the chief curator behind this creepy prison art scene. But it wasn't all bad. Being on set this particular day of shooting was one, if not the coolest experience I've ever had background acting so far. The creepiness and dread of ghosts of prisons past immediately fell away as I emerged into this booming, buzzing, warehouse-sized room. I got to sit on a replica of a New Jersey transit train for one of the scenes right in front of Matt Bomer as he brooded and stared out the window in those angel baby blue eyes. I received accolades from old college classmates on Facebook after it aired. 
five stars for not turning around to stare at Matt Bomer's gorgeous face during that scene. Not by choice, I replied. As I drove out of the gated prison that night, a weight felt lifted and the gloom dissipated, and I began to wonder about that prison guard. Maybe he realized he had a change of heart after the prison shut down. And I imagined him now decorating sets, just like this one that I was on today. Thank you so much for listening. That was episode three of Random Acts of Weirdness, a storytelling podcast. I'm Jess Mario, your host. Um, really appreciate all the support so far. Eventually what I'd like to do with this podcast is open it up beyond my stories and beyond my inner circle of friends and family and their stories and hear from all of you, the listeners. Um, I would love to create an email address that you can submit your random, weird, one-of-a-kind, what-the-hell-just-happened kind of stories. You could come on as a guest and tell your story and I can interview and react in awe and shock and creepiness and wonder um, at what you have to share. Um, or I could go ahead and read the email stories that you submit. Uh, I just think there's something... I don't know, really unique about bonding over these types of weird stories. Uh, it kind of reveals, I don't know, something about humanity and just you as a person and the thing we've all experienced. Um, I, I just really love it. I just think it's a unique way of bonding. Anyway, thank you again so much. This is a passion project. I'm just doing this to let out my creative juices for fun. Um, and who knows where we'll go. So thank you for all of you that are on the ground floor of this. I look forward to many more adventures together. Till next time. Thanks.